I forgot to silence my phone. It'll never happen again, I promise. It'll and I also happen. swear to the allegiance of the alle alleged uh, individuals that we're launching straight into Korea. I mean, people, people also search for the podcast where we uh, answer life's greatest questions by searching the internet. And today we're going into the great outdoors. Mm, yeah, not mm. an adventure. Not in reality, though, because we're in the COVID times. And in the COVID times, you can't talk to your friends, let alone go on a trip to see them. <laughs> or go on a trip together with them out camping in the woods. In all honesty, though, that's not true at all. There's plenty of people doing stuff. Yeah, you're allowed in restaurants and whatnot now. I was just at a Thai restaurant today. <laughs> Well, congratulations, Ryan. I know. Eating Thai is good. Yeah. It's a good time. You got to get that spice level to maximum. Oh, man. One time I got the number 10 of a of a Thai. Uh, it might have been like Pad Thai or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's 10 or nothing. It was David. the one that had cashews yeah. in it. I'll oh, just yeah. Leave it at yeah, that. yeah. Uh, and I got it at a 10, which was the hottest available um, spice level. In that this particular restaurant, mm -hmm. and uh, I was basically crying the entire time that I was eating it, and it fucking felt fantastic. You know, sometimes like <laughs> crying, crying can be a good thing. You know, it's tears of joy. Yeah, I was crying. Tears of joy and pain. I was crying from the ecstasy of the hot Thai dish. Wink, man. What's the hottest pepper you've ever eaten? I would have to say that'd be uh, the Carolina Reaper. Oh. I I remember you giving me a piece of one, or maybe it was our other friend. Uh, oh, out when we were eating at Buffalo Wild Wings. Yep. Yeah. And I had a I had a piece of one, a dehydrated Carolina Reaper, and it was so hot that I felt that I temporarily went insane. Yeah, <laughs> and you feel it. I think I ate a whole one. Like I, there was probably a good fifteen to thirty seconds. Where I was just staring off into space. I couldn't react. I had no yeah. like, thoughts or any... Like, my body was not it was responding. Just, it was like in fight or flight mode instantly. <laughs> it was like I was a, in a blue screen of death like, yep. for about 30 seconds. Yep. When my mind just was erased. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't... It's a it's a burn that lasts a while. It was like... A, it doesn't go away. Yeah, it was a bit of a hard reboot, if you will. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you need a good reboot. Yeah, you were a madman and ate the entire... Uh, pepper is yeah. probably maybe an inch and a half tall. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing about eating in one of those is you can just feel where it is in your body oh, yeah. until it's gone. Like you just you'll just notice a chunk of heat somewhere in your intestine that you have to deal with until it's immediately out of your burning asshole. Yeah, I, I'll have to say though, a close runner-up was the time that I ate a fresh habanero pepper. Oh yeah, and it was much larger. I would say it was a, a good three inches tall. Yep. And I ate the whole thing in one bite, and like, yes, like I felt the, I felt the the organism or not the organism, the organic material, the orgasm, the orgasmic organic material. Oh okay. Slowly making its way through my fast. body. The pain was imperceivable, so I could feel like traveling down. It was burning the fuck out of my like esophagus and everything in my fucking stomach, and I I drank close to a half a gallon of milk. 
to like chase it and my fit my oh. face was like beet red as like as red as this strawberry bubbly can it's it sounded it sounded uh distinctly from familiar you know of uh you know your a pain to stomach where it's just like <laughs> that elongated growl and you're just like ow ow and i had so much milk in my stomach that i couldn't keep it all down and i ended up having to throw up a bunch of milk and hot, oh hot god remnants and you i'll never tell you want spicy milk and i'll tell you what that habanero pepper burned just as much coming out as it did going in so oh, yeah. my nostrils that were like all fucking spicy too and it was just it was the worst that and like the acid combined with that from your stomach it's like stomach acid and habanero heat that's a terrible combination for the esophagus but at least my uh, family and my girlfriend at the time had a had a fun time laughing their asses off at how in pain that I was just like slapping the table like oh oh whoa whoa my face is all red and like everyone's just sitting there laughing at me having the best time of their lives but you know <laughs> what what else is family for yeah <laughs> make funny when you're down make funny when you're down but you know they also you, they <laughs> well go said. Yeah, they go on trips with you too jacob yeah that's what friends and family are for going on trips like out into the the great outdoors as it were maybe yosemite state park possibly now we can't like we usually do type when did camping start but camping's always been a thing like it's as, as long as living is camping as long as there's been homo sapiens on this earth there's been camping so that it's that's camping, actually how they started yeah. right yeah so whenever <laughs> yeah when homo sapiens started, homeo sapiens. when my homies started Wait, my homeo's at? Yeah, my homeo. Uh, when they started, uh, that is when the first camping trip was. So, <laughs> now- <laughs> Woo! Burning it up here on people. Also, we didn't even have to search for that one. Wow! All right, so so you were saying Yosemite? What's the hottest camping spot? There's probably not as many in the in the COVID times. What's the hottest camp? Not to bring spot it down, but uh, what what are the in the U.S. Phoenix, Arizona, because <laughs> cause it's hot in Arizona. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, and and Phoenixes they they burn. Yep. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So your search, what's the hottest camping spot in the U.S., came up with the first result here. 24 most scenic places to camp in the United States of America. Coming to you from travelandleisure.com. There are some of the best camping places to camp in the U.S. from Maine to Florida. Oh, okay. Here we wow. go. Here we go. Oh, there sure are. Oh, this looks like a regular old Bob Ross painting with some happy trees here. I feel like a lot of the imagery today is going to be like a Bob Ross painting. Welcome to the podcast about Bob Ross and camping. The answers to life's greatest camping spots in the United States. (laughs) We'll move on to the rest of the world later, you see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the United States, you got... Yeah, Acadia National Park in Maine. And that's located on the Mountain Desert Island. Acadia National Park is the Pine Tree State's natural drool, uh, jewel. 
David Gordon. <laughs> the park boasts 17 million acres of forest, 6,000 lakes and ponds, and 32,000 miles of rivers and streams to offer a scenic backdrop to your hiking and camping. Oh. Sounds. Well, uh, since this is a podcast, I guess we'll have to describe some of the imagery that we see here. But, uh, you know, it's just uh, it's a, it's a forest. It's the woods. <laughs> yep, it's the woods. Uh, no Slender Man to be seen It's here. not even a thick wood. Like, you can see past the wood, so the trees aren't dense. It's We're not, not talking the Amazon not forest. Not too here. much wood. Yeah. Although, as I've admitted on a previous podcast... Uh, you like a lot of wood. <laughs> Carry on. Yep. Ryan just made a gay joke. What? Anyways, <laughs> maybe I was talking about how you secretly always wanted to be a lumberjack, Jacob. Mm, I mean, I have a beard, so mm-hmm. I'm halfway there. You I'm... have a beard. You look like a man who could wield an axe. So, and I ha- and I own a flannel shirt. So what? You're halfway there. All Moving you need to go is spin on a log in the l- river, and you're good. Spin on a log. Remember, we talked about log spinning as a story oh, spin- on the podcast. I thought yeah. you said spit on a log. Yeah, you could do that too, but then it's going to be even harder to stand. Fuck on. you, log. I just can't. You're no longer a tree. You're a log now, and you just spit on it. Yeah, and you don't even harvest the wood. You just let it float down the river. Yep. Fuck you, log. I'm a lumberjack just for fun. Yeah, and then the <laughs> beavers take the log and they turn it into a dam and it floods your town because the river is too, fl- like... Well, to be perfectly honest, though, Ryan, it's quite the opposite for me because what I did admit on the podcast was that the woods are a little creepy to me. The woods are creepy. Camping's just, creepy. I mean, just think about all the horror movies that are set like out in the woods or like in 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 fucking uh like hilljack land oh man like yeah. a rob zombie the cabin movies fever devil's reject oh holy shit oh devil's rejects yeah that's... i don't want to or, or um um house of a thousand corpses oh know? yeah I, I just think or like evil dead that's like a creepy cabin out in the woods i think about fucking slender man and shit it's like no i'm i, I ain't about that life but i have been camping one time one time yeah only one time was it real camping (laughs) was it camping in a tent with like a can of beans and a knapsack type camping Mm, it was more like uh in a tent and having a bunch of alcohol with your friends hey that's that's like modern day camping yeah I, i i seriously only i only camped out one time was it in your backyard you never camped out in your backyard when you were a kid dude no god okay i never i actually have never owned a tent in my life whoa (laughs) what are you gonna do what are you gonna do if you get thrown out into the streets find a cardboard box i guess (laughs) yeah that's the way of the the real creative individual oh, you that's... make a place you don't buy a i don't tent. even want to think make about a house i don't even want to think about being homeless like i feel like i'd kill myself before i lived the life as a hobo but luckily i, I don't know I, I i would try it out but luckily i have a, a, a loving family that would any of them give me a place to lay my head before i went homeless true so i am i'm feel you know privileged that i have that so 
you know, some people aren't so lucky, and that's just... Dude, being homeless is just like permanent camping. Maybe they smoked so much crack that their family (laughs) couldn't live with them any longer. (laughs) (laughs) So, I know, but, but, you know, we're not crack users here on People Also Search For. Yeah, I've never even seen a crack. I'm known to have maybe a couple drinks on the weekend, but, you know, nothing nothing too terrible. Yeah, only getting a little bit freaked up. (laughs) Not maximum Uh, freaked up, you know. No. I mean, I've had my days in the past, but <laughs> you see, I've had my day. I, 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 I can't have that much fun these days. Yeah. You know, i got to be a responsible adult. I've got bills to pay. I work <laughs> a professional job. A professional job. Oh, man. Professional jobs at setting up a tent, which I've never done in my life. I mean, we could right here, right now. Look up how to set up a tent so you know. We, we you know, we got to go down to the foundation of camping. It's not just plug in how your, do you... your air blower and fill up an inflatable bounce house in the woods. No. <laughs> Why? Fact, I'm sure that it could be. You just get a generator. But that's not fucking... pitching a tent, dude. You got to talk about pitching a tent. I've pitched a tent before. So you pitched a tent, but you never set up a tent. Oh, (laughs) shit. You know, when you wake up and you got that morning hard on Yeah, when you get that morning log floating down the river. Where do you set up a tent? (laughs) (laughs) People also ask, where do you set up a tent? Yeah, I mean, you got to know where to set it up before you know how to set it up. Let's get serious. We're we're literally teaching you in order how to camp. So first buy a tent. Make your camping trip a smooth one and avoid any disastrous setup issues by following these tips for finding the ideal camping spot. Number one, choose flat ground. Number two, avoid hills. Number three, consider sun exposure. Four, consider wind exposure. Five, be close to water. (laughs) Can't go without that good old H2O. Or a shower. (laughs) Well... That's debatable. <laughs> Don't want to stank it up, dude. <laughs> oh, wait. Actually, I lied. I've been camping twice in my oh, life. Oh, okay, okay. Although, the first time it was, like, in a nice cabin, like, with a, a church. I mean, that still kind of counts, but it it's was, not, it was, that's not what I consider and real I think camping. It, I think it was up to, like, three days, so... I mean, there's something to be said. That's more like vacationing in a cat, like a... Ha- like a and, it's just like a hotel, I mean. And I totally neglected... The second uh, suggestion here for not having disastrous setup issues, which was, I didn't avoid hills, which is number two. I nearly slid down a hill to my demise. Oh, (laughs) oh, that's why you remembered you went camping again. Because you know how, like, trails in the park will have, like, I don't know, it's kind of like a, uh, a, 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 what do you call it, a switchback, you know, where you kind of go diagonally down and down and down like the side of a a hill yeah like down to a river or oh something. yeah 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 yeah. and for whatever like reason away from a crocodile or something yeah and for whatever reason all the campers uh and like the camp leader or whatever decided that it would just be faster because i think it was about to rain they just would go straight up the the um what, what would you call it? The like side of the hill instead of going Peninsula? instead of going back and forth up the switchback. Oh man! And it was probably uh, that's it was a good a, way to flip your care. It was a good eighty degrees, I would say. Like it was basically like you know, 
It's not an ideal place to camp. Jacob. It was it was climbing like almost straight up a hill. So if it if it started raining and being windy, your tent would have slid down the hill. And being a chubby, like out of shape, like little kid, uh, I I found it a little bit difficult to like hoist myself up the side of the hill with like the trees that were coming out of the side. And uh, yeah, I, I almost like lost my footing and like had to like catch myself. Like with my arm strength to stop from like sliding down the hill backwards. Oh my god! Yeah, and so I was like holding onto a tree. I'm like, ah, oh, I can't get up. And like, that, there had to be like two people that like hoisted me back up to my feet to like get my footing. So if I would have slipped all the way and didn't catch myself, you know, I could have probably gotten like seriously injured, like a broken back or a leg or something. So it was a little bit scary and a little bit freaked up. <laughs> So maybe that's what, maybe that's one thing that you know prevented me from doing a lot of camping. Mm. Also, I know like some a lot of people like in the Midwest like they have you know families that like do outdoorsy stuff like camping and hunting and fishing and stuff. But like I I didn't grow up in a family that did any of that stuff. So, oh yeah, I so didn't I never really either. Yeah, I never was like exposed to like doing camping trips or anything. Yeah, I mean, I went camping a few times. I think I've went camping with, like, groups of people, though, where it was, like, a bunch of, like, kids and, like, camp counselors, essentially. But we were, like, yeah. camping in the woods. That's kind of how it was when I did the church thing. But I was only, like, 10 years old, I think. So, Or maybe I was 11 or 12. But, you know, it was, like, a three-day thing where we all went there on a bus and it was, like... I mean, it was a legit, like, cabin in the woods, you know, where you have, like, four or five other guys, yeah. you know. Well, we actually, like, you. pitched tents when I went and did that. Oh, okay. we, like, we, everybody had to bring a tent, and then we were all on the same campground, but we were still camping. Yeah, see, I did, uh, the only time I camped out in a tent, like, I just slept in my friend's tent, mm. and we made sure peepees were facing the opposite direction of each other oh, yeah. <laughs> as young boys do but it like was you a... can't have your peepees touch <laughs> but it was like a pretty well we weren't young boys like this is you know when i was like legal 28 drink, drinking age no i was probably like 21 <laughs> like 20 yeah that's pretty good well, yeah that's tw- a good time to go camping. let's say i was at the least i was 21 <laughs> oh yeah but um yeah i mean it was a pretty big tent it was pretty cool like i didn't even have to set it up or anything because it wasn't mine Oh, that's the most convenient then. I don't think I should. Actually, I think it was only one night, to be honest. Yeah, we just... Um... <laughs> but I still don't think I showered for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure I showered when I went home. I was... <laughs> well, the thing is, if you stank and you were, like, disgusting, you could just, like, say, like, oh, I was just out camping. I haven't showered yet. Yeah. But you were, like, literally only camping for a day, but you didn't shower for, like, two months. <laughs> Listen, mother, I can't shower because I just went camping. I need to keep that nature on me so it absorbs into my into my uh, epidermis. I feel like I've been claustrophobic by spending too much time on a man-made indoor house. And spending time in the woods has turned me into a man. <laughs> oh, man. I definitely was, like, m- mostly, like, an indoorsy... I don't know. I, I went outside plenty when I was like. I liked hiking a lot, but I didn't. Yeah. I don't think I camped that often. I definitely camped more than two times. Probably been, made like ten times. I've been on many hikes. You see. <laughs> oh yeah. Through the desert and through the sea. 
Oh. No, not in the C. I just wanted to make it rhyme with the previous sentence. Sorry. I'm sure you've never been in the C? I'm sure you've been in the C. People camp at the C, dude. Camp at the C. Oh, yeah, like oh, on the beach? On the like, seashore. Yeah, on the seashore. No, I've I've never I've never stayed overnight on a beach. <laughs> oh man, it's a good time. And until you get sand in your dangus and then you're like, <laughs> fuck. Sandy. Sand my ding dong. And people are like, what? And you're just like, oh, I didn't realize I said that out loud. <laughs> yeah. Ex- excuse me while I go oh, to the bathroom, change Peggy, my trousers. I got sand in my narrow urethra. Oh, <laughs> it's clogged up. <laughs> I got sand in my pee hole. And then you unclog it and it looks like a fucking anthill. Ah, oh, the fuck? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that, that took a turn for the worse. <laughs> Anyways, you want to be close to water? You want to camp in the forest? Camp in the snow? No, you don't. Why would you? How is camping in the snow a smooth way to avoid disasters? It's like you can freeze. Well, there's a dot, dot, dot after it, so I don't know what uh, type of... Eskimos live in the snow, so I guess it's okay. Don't leave your mark on the land. Isn't that right, Ryan? You yeah, wanna... you don't want to pee in the <laughs> You want to leave nothing but... Uh, wait, you, you want to? I leave... think it's mostly like don't like no, this... bring a bunch of packaged food. There's and a litter saying all over the place. Yeah, there's a saying though. It's it's uh, leave only footprints, take only uh, memories or some shit. Leave only footprints, take yeah. only memories. Look That's that beautiful. Leave oh my. It's like some like stupid aphorism, you know. Leave only footprints. Oh, there's even a movie. Take only yeah. memories. That take only photos or take only pictures from the Nat Packer. <laughs> okay. The quote is from a Native American chief. Chief Seattle. Oh, it's he, a not very uh, Seattle? He is a like famous Washington? 19th century Native American who came from the Duwamish tribe. He was such an important figure that the city of Seattle is named after him. Whoa! Whoa. You oh. learn something new every day. That's crazy. You learn something new every Tuesday. Just like on old People Cincinnati here in Cincinnati. Yeah. That's pretty unique. Porkopolis. <laughs> <laughs> he was such an important figure. Okay, yeah. He was highly respected leader and ecologist. Chief Seattle pursued the path of mutual respect. And cooperation between native, uh, between natives and European settlers. Famous speech about ecological responsibility and the natives' land rights is attributed to him. Although its origins is lost and changed through translation, <clears throat> excuse me, translation and writing, rewriting that is. That's beautiful, Ryan. That is good old Chief Seattle. Mm. You ever been to Seattle, Ryan? <laughs> I've never been to Seattle, Jacob, but I've heard that it's one of the nicest places to live in the United States. It's one of the most expensive places to live as well. So if you're not Just rich. ask Fraser. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby, I hear the blues are calling to salads and scrambled eggs. <laughs> <Scumming again. laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm glad you put the bow on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. The Frasier is a good show, Ryan. That's one of my yeah, favorites. I think I love this. I just love that theme song. Oh yeah, I love. I, I think I may have seen every single episode of Frasier. What? That's what you were doing instead of camping. Yeah. You were watching Frasier. 
That's okay. Then I was playing Dance Dance Revolution, <laughs> which is not nearly as cool. Ah, uh, debatable. What you you think that there's like that Dance Dance Revolution could be like less cool or more cool than Frasier? No, no. I just think that maybe some people would be like Dance Dance Revolution's definitely cooler than Frasier. Yeah. Well, we should start a poll at some yeah, point, but- and it's just like. <laughs> Okay, what's cooler, Dance Dance Revolution or Frasier, and see who votes for the but other Ryan, one. But, Ryan, the big point you're missing here, and is what my takeaway from it is, yeah. you know, on a personal level, is you were burning cows, bro, and I was sitting around watching TV getting fat, <laughs> eating T-Bell. That's true. <laughs> I, oh, I was definitely still eating T-Bell. The T-Bell is never, like, you know, let me tell you a story real Everyone's quick. always still eating a little bit of T-Bell. Yeah, you never, <laughs> the T-Bell never leaves you. If you've had the T-Bell, you're going to go back one day or It's another. always there by your side, even yeah. if you're vegan. Yeah, that's true. Get they, a they bean burrito. And it's one of the healthier options when it comes to fast food, I've heard. They have a nutritionist. <laughs> I think uh, most restaurants probably do, but uh, sorry, you were going to tell Dude, me. Dude, they have I... a fresco menu, for God's sakes. Oh, that is true. Can't debate that. You were going to tell me a, an anecdote, I believe, about about T-Bell? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to tell you a story about the T-Bell because, you know, it's been near and dear to my heart for a long time. And one time, when I was a child... I was at this like really fancy fresh like French restaurant, and I was there with my family. Do you remember the name? I have no idea. I was like really Fuck! little. I was re- <laughs> no go ahead. I was really little. I it was fancy enough where they had s cargot. Did you have to? Was there a dress code? I think there may have been a dress code. Mm-hmm. I don't. If it was truly fancy, that probably I don't remember. Had a dress code. It was a, I was like probably like six or seven. You don't wear the right dress attire. You can't come in here. You can't go. Boom. You can't eat at this uh, fucking. Is, you can't eat a uh, French cuisine. They did a lot of eating French cuisine on Fraser there, right? They did. Oh yeah. Wow. They That's would. Uh, they would drink sherry and go to. La Petite Jejoie or whatever the fuck the restaurant mm-hmm. was. And they would they would even have caviar from time to time, Ryan. Yeah. Caviar. Caviar is that's, disgusting. That's fucking something. That's fancy as heck. Eggs, right? Isn't that like that's fish unfertilized eggs? Egg? Oh. Yeah, they're fish eggs. <laughs> it's literally like a jar of like little black fish eggs that looks I, like jelly. I'm so adverse to salt that I can't even eat olives, let alone fucking caviar. There, I yeah. would never be able to eat that shit. But uh, so, you went to a French restaurant. Went to a French restaurant. Real fancy place. Expensive, you know, like a nice place. Get a filet mignon and go boop! Yeah, you get whatever you want. In fact, it's like they could they would make it fresh. They, they could make anything. You told them what to do. And they served you. The top quality five-star food. But what happened was, <laughs> I was like pretty picky. And I love Taco Bell. So, when well, I was, didn't we all as a kid? Yeah, but so like we're at this really fancy restaurant, and I was like, I don't want to eat anything here. Wait, what? What age were you? I think I was like probably between it was something like six between six and seven or six and eight maybe. Oh, okay. And I was like, I don't want to eat anything here, and like, and they were like, well, just try and pick something. Like they were trying to like pick something like that, that I would eat, and I wouldn't eat anything, and then basically like the chef in the restaurant of like this really fancy restaurant comes out to our table because i didn't order anything and is like 
offering to make me like the simplest like it could be anything that a kid would eat and he's like i could make this he's like i could make this it's like and then i was like nope and i was just like to this french man that's like a master chef i was like nope i want taco bell what is this taco bell yeah exactly and and i was like nope i don't want any of your food i'm gonna i'm gonna get taco bell so like and and i i didn't eat anything there and then i got taco bell directly afterwards like i gave up that opportunity and i probably made that frenchman feel horrible it's like your your five star French cuisine is nothing compared to the delicious gordita crunch. <laughs> <laughs> Were you on that uh, C? C- oh, I always forget CGC. My- yeah, the CGC C-G gordita crunch. Were you on that CGC at that young of an age? No, no, I didn't know about CGC until like my probably like my later teen years when I would go there like with my friends. And I didn't get kids' meals anymore. Oh, yeah. Although, I would say out of all the restaurants, uh, I would say Taco Bell seemed to always have really cool toys. That's true. Like, I remember, like, I actually have one of them still. It's like a Star Wars thing from, like, Empire. uh, And it's, like, it's a cube that has a mirror inside of it. And one half of it, it's Darth Vader. And the other half is Yoda. Mm Mm-hmm. I want to just, I just typed in best oh, Taco yeah. Bell toys real yep. quick. Yeah, they had Mario one. I actually still have my Mario from Taco Bell as well. I'm just going to go to the images and see if we can Man, see. Man, do I? Oh. Getting all nostalgic up in here. Yeah, they got a Yoshi. They've got, uh, oh, they've got, a, I remember this. They had a little plush of the yeah, ta- Yokiro Taco that. Bell dog. I had that. And you know who did the voice of the Chihuahua? Who? The guy, um, the Mexican guy on Reno 911. What? Really? He's, that guy's a stand-up comedian and a voiceover artist and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was also on Reno 911. I think his name was Officer Garcia in the show. I don't remember his actual name. The only person I ever remember their name of is John, yes. like John Lennon for some reason. Or not John Lennon. What? <laughs> Tom Lennon. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> John Lennon? No, I, I, yeah. Yeah, I Thomas know. Lennon. He does a lot of shit. That dude is that that guy's got hustle all day. That look real guy. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan just like going off on his hand and looking at Taco Bell food now, just being like, "Oh man, I'm about to eat the shit out of that I'm gordita." That. I'm gonna get that after this podcast. <laughs> it's like, yo, really? I give me a chalupa, give man, me a Thai food and tea bell in one day. I'm more of a burrito man though. Burrito man. Uh, I like that they have like the double decker like nacho ta- like it's a taco that's got like the hard shell and the soft shell and it's got cheese between oh, them. Oh, they made like man, we're oh man, we're fucking fatties on this show. They made a we like Taco Bell, dude. It's they made fine. a new uh, like dollar like mini cheesy gordita crunch. Wait, what? Yeah, it's like it's called like the uh, I don't know, it's cheesy crunchy taco or something? yeah that's what i'm talking about oh okay yeah, 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 it's yeah, the yeah. same thing yeah, yeah it's the same it's like, thing it's a dollar it's so good is it good yeah man but it's, it's not a gordita it's just like a soft no it's like a it's like the regular hard tacos but it has a soft shell around it okay so so yeah there's something about there's cheese holding them together there's something about the gordita texture the gordita texture is good it's like a pillow. combined with the crunchiness yeah but, but the crunchy part is also kind of like like soft and like chewy because of the cheese 
God damn it. I think my favorite texture Fat. is I think my favorite texture is the chalupa. Look, Bat, look. The chalupa. Yeah. You know look. you're gonna be going to Taco Bell yeah. after this. I don't know why that's not what he sounds like. That's a combination of Biden and Trump. Yeah, that was weird. Sorry, everyone. Um Man, now I want to get that. Out. Well, the, the thing is, like, <laughs> uh, you gotta have convenient food when you're out camping. So you know, sometimes if you're out camping, you just bring Taco Bell with you. You know, it, it keeps <laughs> for for real. It you just if you're gonna if you're gonna keep Taco Bell overnight, don't get something with like vegetables on it. Though, like, if you get the lettuce, like you, that's already not good quality lettuce. So like, I don't. Uh, you don't. You I don't, don't want it. Does keep. If, if you got a fucking beefy five layer burrito and you brought it camping with you, like you, in a little cooler, you'd be perfectly fine. Are you for real? Yeah, dude. You can definitely eat it, as long as it's not like three uh, days later. It's like you, if you bring in it for the next day. You I don't know because one. Time, imagine sitting around a campfire eating a goddamn cheesy gordita crunch with your friends, having a baja blast. <laughs> Having a Baja Blast with your friends, man. Oh, man, having a Baja Blast. That's definitely that. Episode. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, what, what would you have? Like, what else would you have at a campfire? If not Taco Bell. Mm, s'mores. S'mores? And we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> but I... I will have to say, I one time I got one too many items at Taco Bell. <laughs> I've done that way more than once. <laughs> <laughs> well, I or or maybe I just wasn't as hungry that day. But um, so I had like a like a leftover. I think it was a cheesy bean and rice burrito, mm-hmm. and uh, I just kind of kept it like at room t- like i didn't refrigerate it i just kind of like put it to the side you know like put it back in the bag and just kept it yeah and i i ate it like like four or five hours later and that just ugh, it was fucking nasty as fuck like, yeah and i like i i felt like it would dry it out too much if i would have microwaved it so i just ate it at room temperature and it like really wasn't even warm at all, and I it was just like oh fuck, it's fucking nasty. That's gross. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then like, then I'm like, just like so mad at myself because I'm like, ugh, why did I even eat that? This, this reminds fuck. me of <laughs> this reminds me of when I was a kid. Man, I'm going into my childhood a lot on this campus show. Uh, I, I was a kid and I, I was hanging out at a friend's house and their house was kind of like disgusting and like they they had like all their laundry yeah. in their, their bedroom but like it wasn't like a small amount of laundry man I'm talking like there was laundry it was a Chris Chan level of laundry there was laundry pouring out of their closet like like a waterfall man like the laundry and okay think about it like this the pile of clothes was like almost at the top of the closet going down at a fucking 45 degree angle <laughs> out of the closet like a fucking ra- like skateboard ramp yeah of laundry. yeah coming out of their closet like in their <laughs> bedroom right and like so they had a lot of clothes but didn't clean any of them and it, fe- it appeared like or or just i, I don't even they know. just bought new clothes when they're when they yeah. didn't have clean laundry anymore yeah yeah and and what happened was i I was in their room, and then their mom, like, made them clean their room or something while I was over at their house, because, like, I, I don't know, maybe they didn't have people over often, and they were pissed off that they had that much laundry <laughs> in their fucking room while, like, they had a guest over. But I told you to pick up their fucking laundry! So, 
so I'm sitting there like playing like video games and the, and because that, that's what I went over there to do. And they were like started cleaning their room and like just putting all this laundry away. And he's he's going through this giant pile of laundry, like throwing shit in a hamper. And he fucking finds in the load, like the giant pile, like <laughs> in the load, he finds <laughs> stop saying load. <laughs> within the load, he finds in. <laughs> Fully wrapped up Arby's sandwich. <laughs> Swarmed like, in cockroaches. Yeah, no, well, no, it was like wrapped in the the foil or whatever. So like it Aww. it was perfectly fine. But what happened was like he ate it. He didn't. Yeah, he did not know when it was from. <laughs> like that's how long this laundry had been sitting there when he found this sandwich within it. So oh man, he didn't remember. Oh, I forgot it. about that beef and cheddar. Yeah, exactly. I think <laughs> I actually think it was a beef and cheddar. <laughs> But, like, he fucking takes the sandwich and he fucking opens it. No. Oh, and? and And, like, he was just, like, looking at Like, we were all looking at it to see if it was okay. And he, he fucking tastes it, dude. Oh, he no. tastes it. It wasn't good, though. He fucking threw it away immediately. It wasn't good, though. No shit. Yeah. Woo! But I was like, how do you have so much laundry in your closet? That you fucking leave an Arby sandwich in the laundry, cover it with more laundry, and then forget that you ever bought an Arby sandwich in the first place. <laughs> Woo, that is a little bit freaked up. That was like when I was like 13. Oh, man. Man, like, that I, Arby sandwich was on a camping trip in hell. Did you hear about the one, uh... Like lost, like McDonald's burger that was found like under the grill that had never been moved. Wait, really? And it was like, it was like green and like hard as a rock. <laughs> Just search like world's oldest McDonald's sandwich. <laughs> world's oldest McDonald's sandwich. Yeah. Um. Oh wait. Oh boy. What is this? David Whipple of Heber City, Utah, purchased a hamburger at McDonald's on July 1999, and July it 7. remains intact. <laughs> One Utah man's prized possession is turning 21 this year. Dude, he can go out for drinks with his hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's drinking age now. And it's a hamburger. <laughs> David Whipple claims to own the world's oldest hamburger, which he says he purchased at McDonald's on July 7th, 1999. Hmm. Man, that is disgusting. That's the definition of saving it for a rainy day. I kind of want to see a picture of it. Is that it? Go on images. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Whoo, that is, is nasty. Is that him sniffing it? He's sniffing oh. it, dude. Ew, why would you want... I I get maybe oh. keeping it as a memento, because that's just weird. You get it. <laughs> I get being so attached to something that you want to buy it and oh. let it... like like As, as in, a, like, a collector. Like, you collect something and then you keep it forever. But uh. why would you take the bun off and sniff it? Like, that's gross. Like, oh, that looks man. rancid. You can, like, see where the onions are and, you like... You can see how happy he is. Oh, that's fucking disgusting. I wonder if he, like, rubs it on his lips, too, and, like, uh, salivates over it. Yeah. 
God damn it. All right, that was... Uses it like a flashlight. That was a worse idea. Oh, what the fuck? Jesus, man. Uh, yeah, that that had nothing to do with camping. But you know what? What you might have around a campfire, you know, would be s'mores, right? We were. Gonna, oh yeah, like yeah. I said earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, why I wanted to do the camping podcast in the first place is because I wanted to know, like, who was the man or woman that first made a s'more? So who made the first s'more? Who made the first s'more? I mean, it was a great invention. Oh. Oh, somebody did. Okay, they know. It was a lady. Loretta Scott Crew. No one knows for sure who invented the s'more. However, the first recipe for some mores <laughs> was in a 1927 publication called Tamping and Trailing with the Girl Scouts. It says tramping and trailing. Tramping and trailing. Not tamping, like tampons. Oh. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter, Ryan. I'm sorry. I mean, they could be tramping around, too. Like, that's also in the gutter. It says tramping and trailing. That's, that's... the name of the publication. All right. Well, Loretta Scott Crew, who made them for Girl Scouts by the campfire, is giving credit for the recipe. So some random person just had these by a campfire, like had marshmallows there. Well, I... You know what? It goes beyond the s'more, Jacob. You got a Who, graham cracker, you got a piece of chocolate, you got a little fucking marshmallows, and uh, you got both. No, no, you got to know. <laughs> Who cooked the first? A little bit of fire, Marsh- you know, make it a little bit melty, Mellow. and then uh, you go both. Loretta Scott Cran. On a fire. Crew. She, uh, you know, she uh, went both. Oh, dude, we found it. CampfireMarshmallows.com, the history of the marshmallow. Oh, uh, wait, of the marshmallow? Yeah, because we need to know, because that's the best part about camping is the marshmallow. I gotta say, I at one point I started a list of things that I love and things that I hate. And I gotta tell you, something about a good old bag of jet-puffed marshmallows... Just can't beat that you smell. Can't. It's good. I don't know why. And like you know, all I, the raw marshmallows, I'm not a huge fan of. I really only I, yeah. Like I don't even marshmallows. I don't even really care how they taste. Like they're fine, but I just love the smell of like a bag of marshmallows. It's just like ah, it's yeah, just it's so particular. But anyways, well, this is a deep history, Jacob. 2000 BC, ancient Egyptians discovered. I thought a, you were about to start doing uh, Christopher Walken because you were like 2000 BC. BC. Ancient Egyptians dis. I can't do a fucking Christopher Walken. Ancient Egyptians, Egyptians discovered a wild herb either. growing in marshland. Marshland. From which a sweet substance could be extracted. <laughs> this substance, the sap of the marshmallow plant, is combined with a honey-based candy recipe to create a confection so delightful that it is reserved only for the pharaohs and the gods whoa so wait there's a marshmallow plant it comes from the earth willy wonka (laughs) that's what it sounds like it's from take a look and you'll see a world of pure masturbation then you You will come With your friends oh. in sensation. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you went there. I just, I just yes-handed that shit. Yeah, you really <laughs> did. 
Oh, for man. better or for worse, yeah. you really yes-handed. All right. Well, in the 1800s, candy makers candy in France, in the 1800s, with marshmallow sap with <laughs> egg whites and sugar and whip by hand to create the <laughs> first marshmallows as we know them today. <laughs> <laughs> the oh. treat became so popular so quickly that candy makers developed the starch module system <laughs> using cornstarch molds to form the marshmallows so they could be made faster. Oh, wait. <laughs> it says that they were medicinal candy sold to soothe sore throats and suppress coughs and heal wounds when they were meringue. Get your marshmallow here. Yeah. Step right up, one and all. Cocaine-infused marshmallows, candies. It'll make you feel good. When was, uh... Um, it might be on this Wait, wait, wait. Here's the s'more thing, though. 1927. 1927. The Girl Scout and Book is the first publication to share a recipe for roasted marshmallows combined with chocolate bars and graham crackers. What we know is... So, as far as I'm concerned, traditional (laughs) camping as we know it today started in 1927 because it wasn't camping until there was chocolate was invented. I remember chocolate. (laughs) I always hated it. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh man. Okay. So that was in 1927. Then 48. We got Alex Doom, son of the founder of Doom Inc. Uh, the makers of campfire marshmallows pattern with the marshmallow extrusion process revolutionizing marshmallow production by making it fast and efficient in extension oh no sorry that's in extrusion the marshmallow mixture is pressed through tubes <laughs> cut into equal pieces cooled and packaged this new process allowed enough marshmallows to be produced that they became an everyday sweet treat for and staple for family favorite recipes <laughs> yeah well the, here's the thing though that was, the company is called campfire marshmallows so yeah that's not the one i it was in. it was obvious i'm about that jet puff life dog. yeah jet puff probably came a little see now we're on today today so we got uh whether mini or giant marshmallows are an everyday sweet treat and staple for fav- uh, favorite family recipes from roasting over a campfire or cereal treats to snacking and crafts campfire marshmallows add a little fun to everyday life i've definitely made some mallow crafts as a child oh yeah like where you would like take toothpicks and then combine them and do like a little Sculpture of a man, yeah, Yeah, or like a little Michelin man or something, or a little like a fort that you've imagined, or a snow-covered landscape with a gingerbread house. That's yeah, that's literally just you pour marshmallows all over your table. I don't know snow-covered landscape. I I don't know how often you travel past the the Mallow aisle of the grocery store, but there's a couple of brands. There's the ones that Jet, Jet Puff made, like the most popular ones from what I, you know. Jet Puffed. They make flat ones now specifically for s'mores. Really? Yeah, they're like flat. Oh, that's convenient. They're like flat, square. Oh, man. Oh, so, stuff puffed. Just want to fucking touch them and smell them. <laughs> do, you, do you like marshmallow fluff on a sandwich? I like marshmallow fluff and peanut butter sandwiches. I've never put it on anything. I've 
Oh, well, the marshmallow fluff isn't like a regular marshmallow. It's like a spread. Yeah. I yeah. I know you make it to make a Rice Krispies treats. So yeah. it's Kraft that makes the jet puffed ones. Yeah. Thanks, Kraft. Kraft makes mm. a good mallow for sure. Like I'd rather fondle a bag of marshmallows than actually opening it and like eating them. Yeah. I actually hate the texture of marshmallows. I think they feel terrible until you really? cook them. Because once they're cooked, they're all melty and good. The best way to cook a marshmallow is to take it, light the thing on fire so the outside gets like like kind of blackish and then immediately blow it out. Yeah. And then the whole inside is just like that perfect goo and the outside is crispy. It's it's amazing. <laughs> it's got that char taste, you know. Yeah, you really from the natural flames. You really summed it up. I fucking I, love that. I, I think I've only made s'mores like a few times in my life, but I've always hated like getting me messy and like any type of like messy food. So yeah, yeah. I never loved s'mores too much. I mean, they taste pretty good, but they taste good. They make your hands feel bad. If I'm there's like a stickiness that just doesn't go away. Well, yeah. Easily. And you're like, <clears throat> you're probably outside. Like, you know, so, a couple of the times that I made s'mores, I was like, you know, in somebody's backyard, so you can go inside and wash your hands. But if you're camping, I'm gonna pass on those s'mores, bro. Cause yeah, I, there's nowhere I, to wash your hands. I'm getting that shit all over my hands, dude. I want a s'more right now, though. Like that sounds so good. That sounds. I, f I, th I think I would like to try like a spoonful of marshmallow spread. Yeah, it's good. Marshmallow. Oh, I don't know if you'd want a spoonful of it. You'd probably eat it on a sandwich or something, cause it's it's pretty dense, like. Like it's it's like peanut butter. Like you get it in your you get it in your mouth, and then like it's kind of hard to swallow by itself because it's so sticky. Yeah, I've I've also put in like you know put a bunch of the big like the jumbo marshmallows. You know when you play that fucking stupid fuzzy bunny game. Oh yeah, I've I, never done fuzzy bunny. I've done that, and they you know it or would chubby be, bunny, chubby bunny, chubby bunny, whatever. Yeah. They the biggest marshmallows used to be like maybe an inch and a half, like the the like big ones. And yeah. now they have ones that are like twice that size. Oh, that's and there's too much mallow. There's only like fifteen of them in one big bag because they're so fucking giant. And yeah, and there's something to be said about this. I like that they're making custom s'more marshmallows now because there's a big there's a definite uh marshmallow to graham cracker ratio that needs to be met. Like if you have too much mallow on there, like <laughs> That's yeah. that's not good. Like it squeezes out. It's all over your hands. You can't even eat it as a sandwich at that point. Yeah. With me, it's one regular sized marshmallow, one one piece of a Hershey's bar, and then two graham crackers. That's like it's traditional and simple. Yeah, that's yeah. You know, gotta go with uh maybe yeah. a little bit of peanut butter. That gotta go with that nineteen twenty seven shit. You know, man, I've never done that before. I need to do that peanut butter on a graham cracker and then a piece of chocolate and a marshmallow cooked over a fire did you ever do a peanut butter on a celery stick with raisins on it you mean like the little ants on a log or whatever <laughs> yeah, it is rolling down the river ants on a log yeah that's a that's a camping snack and ants on a log you eat ants on a log when you're camping almost exclusively yeah maybe have some bug juice to or, wash it or down. like at uh, at the side of a pool like in the summertime or something I could see you eating some ants at a log at a pool. But you want to make sure you wait 15 minutes before going back into the water. <laughs> that way you won't get cramps. Yeah. Nobody wants cramps. Leg cramps while swimming is terrible. Or tummy cramps. And then you 
might drown. Look at the giant jet puffed marshmallows. You got to see how big they are. Giant jet puffed. Oh, puff my jet. Giant jet puffed. The jumbos. Jumbos. It's hard to tell from this image how big they are, though. Yeah, just go on the Google Im- images. Oh, okay. I'm sure there will be plenty of different. Yeah, Target. I'm not trying like to side by side comparisons. Okay, images. We gotta have like a size comparison or something. Oh, that. Wait, there we go. Wait. Giant roosters. <laughs> Those aren't the jet puffed ones, but it's probably similar. It's, yeah, comparison. it's huge. It's like fucking. Oh wait, here we go. I found one. Oh. Ah, perfect. Jumbo Mallow. So you got your mini, your regular, and your jumbo. You know, regular is the perfect size. Yeah, that's the smaller size, but now they make flat, like square marshmallows. That's just too big. It's like the size of a Rubik's cube. Like, what? You're not putting that in your mouth. I want to put one of those jumbo ones in my mouth. No. And just like let it melt. I feel like I would rather take like a. I would rather drink a glass of the marshmallows from Lucky Charms than put one of those <laughs> in my mouth. I don't think you can drink Lucky Charms marshmallows. Yeah, you can. You put it in a glass, and I'm saying like drink a glass, of, like eat a glass of them, like an entire like cup. The jumbo ones, like, I just like, I don't know. You gotta, you gotta pick up that bag and just. It's not for sleeping on, Jacob. That's your sleeping bag, like. <laughs> That's my sleeping bag. Yeah, it'd be probably pretty good to sleep on a jumbo bag of marshmallows. I don't oh. know. Maybe as a pillow, but if you put a pillowcase <laughs> around it, I feel like the bag would be sticky from the marshmallows, and then like... and you're heating it up with your head. Yeah, and then you wake <laughs> up and your hair's covered in goo, and you're like, Jimmy, why'd you come on no, me? No. It, it... <laughs> It would be like a fucking waterbed pillow. Like it would just be all melted into one goo by the like by the time you wake up. So it's just yeah, like, like it's just like a big. It's like a lava lamp. It's like a marshmallow. I just don't. I don't. That's but it wouldn't be like a lava lamp or like one of the, like a waterbed. It would be like goopy and disgusting. It would feel like one of those like a bag of icing or something. Well, I don't want to sleep on that. I mean, really not, especially you, when I'm out in the woods. You'll never know unless you if the try. bag if the bag breaks open, your hair is effed, man. Well, You're gonna wake up covered in goo. You never want that. That might not break. The chances are likely. <laughs> Just search. Can you sleep on a bag of marshmallows? <laughs> can you sleep on a bag of marshmallows? Oh, the first thing that came up is the jet puffed marshmallows, though, because yeah, they're it's gigantic. Just a, it's just the result of. Wait, Pinterest.com, you used to be able to sleep in a giant bag of marshmallows. Wait, what is this? What? Oh, it's. Oh, oh man. This, okay, dude, this relates to camping so hard. This is pretty good. Not only could you sleep in a giant bag of marshmallows, <laughs> but the giant bag of marshmallows is a sleeping bag for oh, camping. It's so cute. Wow. It looks like it's from like 1975. Whoa, it was Dude, only 14.95. A craft marshmallow slumber bag only 14.95. Man, you can't get a slumber like a, a slumber bag for I, I less swear. than you can't get a slumber bag for less than like $20 even at your local yeah. Walmart. Oh, that one's like the inside of a body. <laughs> Whoa, that's uh, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> he said slumber bag. I love it. It is a slumber bag. 
but oh yeah that's what it says yeah right there. yeah yeah it says slumber soft- bag you gotta think though like this is what you're saying this is great marketing because like <laughs> these people clearly took the idea like kids know that marshmallows are soft and they probably had the thought you know it'd be like nice sleeping on a big old marshmallow bed they made it happen and they made it so that you can go camping in your favorite marshmallow treat well so you go camping with your marshmallows, you get in your marshmallow slumber bag, you cook up your marshmallows, you get sticky shit all over your hair, and then you go home having a great time. Yeah. Got marshmallow fucking fluff under your fingernails and shit. I think you know what it's time for now, Ryan. I might know. <laughs> We're going to find out if uh, we can get this very sleeping bag, or slumber bag, as it says, for fourteen ninety five today. Oh yeah! It's time for people also search for uh, auction. Oh yeah! The auction is right. Yeah, let's. Okay, okay. So we got. So we gotta go to. We gotta go to eBay. Oh, before we go to eBay, though, we're gonna have to put in our bid. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pull up the website. Get ready for this. This search. Cue it up. Okay. So now we're in here. Okay. So we're gonna look for the exact crash. Craft marshmallow slumber bag. <laughs> I might even type in four only, not fourteen ninety five. Nah, you know, okay. Just yeah, put that in, might screw up this. Just search. put in craft marshmallow slumber bag. Okay, slumber bag. Oh my! Craft marsh. My slumber bag is nice and warmed up for you. Slumber bag. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna guess. It's probably gonna have to be more than the original price. There's no way it's still fourteen ninety five. And we, we're looking at good condition, not like covered in urine or something. <laughs> we like don't want big pee pee stains on it from camping and not uh, lining your slumber bag with that plastic stuff. <laughs> you don't want old used up depends inside of your slumber bag. <laughs> oh man, you don't want to find some <laughs> kids like high school uh, sweethearts condom. Oh. Up in there from when they went on a camping trip after oh my prom. God, you had to take it all the way to the end zone there. Yep. Um, I'm gonna say you can get one. I would say that it can be used, but it's just not in terrible condition, right? Um, yeah, it can be used. Just it can't be like disgusting, because then it would. That, yeah, that's gonna bring. We'll the value say used, down. but in good condition. I will yeah. say you could probably get one for. $45. Oh man, that's close to what I was going to say 35.99. That might be a close one. It might be, but, but we'll find out if it, we can even find one. So for, what was yours? 40? I said 45. 45 and mine's 35.99. <gasps> oh! The value has not increased Damn. much. Damn. 1980 Kraft Marshmallow ad. Give them sweet dreams. Kraft Marshmallow slumber bag. You can buy it now. Pre-owned and Pre-owned. in good condition. Yeah, for $16.99, which is like $3 more than the original one. Wow, dude. You can't even get a new one for that cheap. Like, Wow. These things. That's impressive. Not yeah, I might buy one. <laughs> that's a good deal. I'm gonna buy one, and I'm gonna also buy a used tent. And what's crazy is that's the only one on here. Yeah, that's sweet. There's only one. It's the exact thing, and it's only seventeen dollars. Well, we'll see who who gets it, Ryan. I'll, I have to drive home, so you might have a a head start on me. But 
Hmm. It's tempting. Well, Jacob, it does come with two. <laughs> no, I don't think. Oh, it's... Or or it's one. That's but just two the sides ad. of the. Pu- oh. Yeah. Why don't they have a picture of the actual item? Is it the red marshmallow one or the blue marshmallow one? Mm, I like the this. Blue. Is starting to seem fishy. I want to see a photo. I don't know. It's just this is it. Ooh, there's only the one photo. It's of the original ad. Maybe they were like, "Wow." Oh, it says Kraft Marshmallows ad. Oh, it's not even. For it's the... literally just the page Man, from a so magazine. These might be priceless. You might not be able oh. to get one anywhere. We might have to go to Google and see if that can find us one. Holy crap! Damn. Google. So you can get the ad for more than the original slumber bag. Man, was. I don't even want to imagine slumber how bag? much the slumber bag costs now. Ooh. If the ad is $17. I, I might still be able to be the winner, Ryan. Okay. Craft <laughs> marshmallow slumber bag. Craft. I don't know why slumber bag sounds so weird. <laughs> it, does, it doesn't sound. It, does, it doesn't sound right. Yeah, I, I always say sleeping bag. Yeah, yeah, that's how I've heard of it. Um, vintage Whoa, craft mini jet marshmallow sleeping. Look bag. at that dinosaur sleeping bag. It's one hundred and nineteen dollars. What the fuck? It's fucking stupid. It's expensive. Okay, nineteen. Uh, oh wait, that's the ad. These are Pinterest, Walmart. Um, don't like this vintage craft mini. Maybe this. <gasps> we did it. Wait. Yeah, that is one. That's one. Oh, there's two. They have both of them. Oh, it's sold out, but... How much did it oh, sell for? Oh, man. Uh, pricing and history? Uh, is there a pricing and history? Oh, you have to sign in to see what it's worth. Fuck. Damn it. Because <clears throat> it's stupid. Worthpoint.com. How do you sign in? Ooh. Yeah, I don't think we're going to put in any credit card information here on the show let's just say 40 dollars and split it between the two. <laughs> we're all winners here today on people also search for yeah sometimes you tie <sighs> dang it oh wait marshmallows of the ultimate sleeping bag <sighs> it's might... on pinterest though it's not yeah, it's oh it's just a picture of the fucking ad again <sighs> um how about this how much is a sleeping bag I mean, people are going to need them to go camping anyway. Because I, I don't think that... I think that they're more than $15. There's now. a there's a sarcophagus one for $717. Whoa. It's like an ancient... like It's an ancient Egyptian like mummy sarcophagus. This one's like $750 too. Oh, it's because it's the North Face. Yeah, that's... The dinosaur one you were talking about, it's 90 That's a different dinosaur one. Oh, okay. Okay, well, here's the thing. You well, you can get, get one, one on Amazon for twenty bucks. <laughs> you can get one on Amazon. You can get one on Amazon for twenty bucks. <laughs> um, yeah, for twenty bucks. I mean, it might not be the best quality, but the end of the night, it's still gonna be, be like in there and yeah, go boop. It might. Uh, you might feel like you're sleeping on the floor, but what else is camping about than sleeping <laughs> outdoors on the floor, looking up at the stars and the night on sky? On the floor. I love when people call like the ground Earth. outside like the floor. Like I, I just love that. It's so funny because. I always think to call it the ground and not the floor. I just feel like the floor is anything I'm like, currently have you ever, standing on. Have you ever seen like um, a, like a parent like saying like, 
get off the floor and they're outside <laughs> it's just yeah. like so i'm like oh man that's fucking so funny i mean man. get off the ground sounds weird why get off the ground i guess i don't know it's just, i think of a when floor, i say get off the ground it's more like jump like uh, all right let's put let's let's put this to rest and and search for the definition of floor because i thought a floor had to be man-made floor definition about to find out the lower so, surface but- of a room on which one may walk I guess so. A floor of a would, room. Yeah, yeah, it's in a room. He so. dropped the cup and it smashed on the floor. But what is outside if not just a big room, Jacob? It's not. It's, it's, it's ground. It's not a floor. It's a spherical, You're right. You're celestial right. body. <laughs> what I said was incorrect. You would get off the ground, not off the floor. Is another word for floor, or what is another word word for floor under people also ask? What's another word for floor? Oh man, if it says ground, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my shit. <laughs> oh okay okay. Another word for floor: basement, canvas, cellar, flat, boards, carpet, downstairs, landing. Oh, there's 18 more rows. <laughs> of that. These don't all mean floor. No, no, can't. <laughs> Level story tier bed bottom deck mezzanine et. Entrasol, stage, base, basement, boards, canvas, carpet, cellar, doors, downstairs, flat, landing, mat. Yeah. Nadir, rug, story, surface, upstairs, piano, noble, lowest point, layer, bank, row, line. <laughs> but did you notice that it doesn't say ground anywhere on there? Yes. Oh, wait, 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 wait. As a <laughs> noun, ground. The lower surface of a room on which one may walk, ground. Well, yeah. Groundwork, flooring. That's a synonym, I guess, but... Then again, I don't know how uh, 